eBay Motors es tu socio seguro. Con trabajo, piezas nuevas y mucha pasión, transformaste una carrocería oxidada con 100,000 millas en un vehículo totalmente singular. Juegos de frenos, faros, lo que necesites, eBay Motors lo tiene. Con Guaranteed Fit de eBay, te aseguras que la pieza le quede a tu carro a la primera o se te devuelve tu dinero. Y a estos precios, ¿qué más llantas sino dinero? Mantén vivo ese espíritu de Ride or Die, baby, en eBay Motors. eBayMotors.com Solo para artículos elegibles. Se aplican las acciones dicen más que las palabras. Abre el Pro Access Tailgate disponible de la nueva Ford F-150. Sí, una puerta oscilatoria de fácil acceso para convertir su cama en tu nuevo taller. Conecta tus herramientas al Pro Power Onboard disponible. Ya sea que necesites soldar o cortar madera, con la F-150 puedes. Fuerza así de inteligente solo puede ser F-150. Construida con orgullo Ford. Pro Access Tailgate disponible en la primavera de 2024. Aloha mamá, ¿dónde andas? <ríe> Seguro de compras. Tengo mucho que contarte. Hawái es increíble. He estado de un lado a otro comunidad. Todos son súper talentosos. Ya reparamos otro helicóptero Black Hawk y oficialmente formamos nuestro equipo de fútbol. Para la próxima te cuento cómo voy con el surf y me cuentas qué te pareció el podcast que te compartí. ¿Ok? Te quiero mucho. Be all you can be. Visitando goarmy.com diagonal español. Welcome to How to Slay, and I am so excited to have with me today to share with you Sean Outler. Sean is the Executive Vice President and Chief Diversity Officer for Macy's, a new position. She's been a force in the industry for decades, and prior to this, she was Executive Vice President of Licensed Businesses food services, and multicultural initiatives. So welcome, Sean. Thanks, Constance, and thanks for having me. I really appreciate that. I look oh, forward to the conversation. Thank you. It's my pleasure. And we're going to talk today about three main things. We want to hear a bit about your work at Macy's. We also want to hear quite a bit about diversity to get your take okay. on it. Okay. Because even though you were just appointed, you're newly appointed, so we're so excited. Another reason we're so excited to have you here. <laughs> um, you've actually been working in this arena for a while. It's just something that you just have correct, done correct. anyway. And, and so the third area will also take us into Macy's Workshop which is just an incredible groundbreaking initiative that you started. And then we want to talk a little bit about the journey of women in the C-suite mm -hmm. and how you have managed that and some tips that you can share with us sure, for sure. thriving as well as surviving. All right. So let's dive right in to starting with what does it mean to be the, no, let's talk about first what you did before. Okay, so my prior role, because yes. um, I became Chief Diversity Officer this year in October, but prior to that, for the past, let's say, two years, I ran our food business. So anything you can eat and drink in Macy's, my team managed and, you know, bought that product and put it in stores. All the restaurants from Starbucks to what you see in Herald Square, Stella, 
Um, there's a team in Minneapolis of about 100 folks who corporately manage and buy all that food. I also ran our multicultural initiative. So it really was about um, that team trying to figure out who was out there from a vendor perspective, minority and women-owned businesses who have products for resale that we thought were interesting and could be a great part of our mix. Yes. Um, and we also looked at the customer, so the multicultural customer and what opportunities okay. may be in the assortments today. So we may have had a buyer and active approach us and say, hey, I need to figure out how to get at a certain segment, be it Asian, Latino or black, help me understand what that market is looking for so yes. I can go to our vendors and better inform them so we can get the right products for those groups. Okay. I also ran our licensed business, so all of our shop and mm-hmm. shop businesses is what most people would call them. Mm-hmm. Um, an example would be what you see in Herald Square, or Gucci, mm-hmm. or Louis Vuitton, right. those relationships, as well as some of the bigger ones um, that we signed in my tenure was Finish Line Athletic Footwear. Oh, so that was they game prov- Exactly. Yes. They provide all of our athletic shoes for men's, women's, and kids throughout all our stores. And basically, these companies come in and almost kind of set up shop in our stores. They provide the product, the service, meaning the staffing levels, and the Mm -hmm. environment. Um, That's a little bit different than you would see. It's almost like a shop and shop, we'd call them. And it's a bit different, really, for the vast majority of the square footage in Macy's. Exactly. So ran that business and almost quadrupled that business in my time there. So really focused on, thank you, on growing the business, um, a lot of different aspects. And that those businesses were really in why lease and uh, we were running it was really to get at some categories that were outsized that maybe we didn't cu- currently have the expertise to get at, right. but we could well, do that yeah. so with Louis a partner. Vuitton, Gucci would be good examples because Macy's, you don't think of that price point being so high. Exactly. And as well as, you know, getting access to certain products. So with Finish Line, you know, working through them, we were able to get um, different products from some of the brands that you know of and love that maybe we didn't have access to before. So that was great. Just just as a shopper. I remember that being a great addition to Macy's where I could now get some um, Nike stuff, get some you know, workout gear. That's for right. Me, the family. Yeah. yeah. That was good. So really have run businesses, quite honestly, in mm-hmm. Macy's for a very long time. Right. Really understanding the sales, the profit. So managing and being strategic, mm-hmm. yes. I would say, and having a very strategic approach yes. really lends itself to what I'm doing today. Okay. So I'm excited. How many people approximately reported into you in that prior role? So... Uh, let's say, I think there was like a hundred folks mm-hmm. on the food team. And if I had to add up everyone else, probably about 150 folks wow. on that team yes. that I yeah. managed across okay. all those three functions. Okay. Yeah. Now, it doesn't include yes. Yes. all the baristas oh, and the folks in the store. So if yes. you add up all of that talent, that's probably right. like another 1200 folks. Now with those people, the baristas, people who staffed, yeah. you know, Louis Vuitton and, and are, by the way, beauty, would beauty fall under that as Beauty well? does not. Beauty? Okay, separate. separate. So would those people report, are they your responsibility? So some or of them are. they are. responsibility of, yes. So when so the food explain. businesses that my team actually owned and managed, yes. which, which 
or on the Macy's books, we own those people in terms okay. of managing, hiring the staff. So that is the 1,200 folks that I was referencing. Yes. There are some businesses in food in which our parties, our third party, would we'd man, they'd manage like they would a licensed business. So yes. they're responsible for the staffing and the ordering of the food and the environment. So there was a combination in food. But if I uh, just really counted up all the colleagues that we manage particularly in the food field they're about a thousand folks wow yeah that there's yeah. a lot of, a lot Scheduling, i want um, yes yeah all unpack that. about that so interesting yeah so let's before we do that let's move into describing for us what your responsibilities are now and what the job sure might entail and yeah. does entail because it's so new it is so started in october and really um, came out of the business, right? Mm -hmm. So, you know, initially wasn't really sure, like, what mm -hmm. a, what am I going to do here? And I think the whole idea is really to leverage my strategic background right. and bring that focus to our diversity efforts at Macy's. We've always okay. felt really strongly about diversity, yes. but really me being in the role put like a really big focus on mm -hmm. our work here and understanding that DNI really is and should Diversity be embedded and inclusion yeah, exactly should yeah. be embedded in everything we do so how we mm -hmm. think how right. we operate and how we act every day yes. so thinking about that from a strategic lens and understanding yes. trying to really give the whole company a holistic view mm -hmm. and a vision for what dni and diversity and inclusion means at macy's is really my my initial role so role. is this in a new post new position that has been created or you replaced someone so um we were in the business before there was someone in a similar role yes. but i would tell you that the the focus was very different okay. um and candidly when we mm -hmm. really start if you think about diversity and inclusion at macy's you probably yeah. think about profiling and some of those things and we are you right. know listen we know our history right we've had some bumps in a row yes. today we have a unique opportunity to think about diversity and inclusion in a very different way Definitely. you know how yes, does it impact absolutely. all that we do our right. customers are diverse our workforce yes. is diverse our colleagues are diverse so what does it really mean for our business right so coming out of the business that's really the lens in which i approach it from so yes. thinking holistically about how can we become the beacon for diversity and inclusion for our customers, right. our colleagues, and our community. Yes. And underneath that, really meaning how do we embed it in all that we do. Yes. So we have five focus areas um, okay. for us that I've really been working on diligently with some key stakeholders. Oh, um, along already. With our CEO. Absolutely. So yes. we have a diversity and inclusion business council okay. that I chair with my CEO. And we're really focused on our colleagues, yes. our workforce, right? Our colleagues, mm -hmm. our marketing, our okay. suppliers. Yes. In our community. Okay. And so really... So you've already, out of the gate, established that. We've got strategies in place. Yes. Um, with measurement, right? Yeah. So... I, you know, before you go deeper into that, yeah. Sean, which I am delighted to hear, <laughs> because one of the things that... Um, I was excited when I heard about your appointment, and I was excited for Macy's knowing that you actually, which is why it was so important to hear what you did before, that you actually had a bottom line yes. responsibility yes. Um, in Macy's prior to this, were in charge of driving business. 
and because so often, and then you become chief diversity officer because so often, and here's the concern part as yeah. someone who I've known for quite a while, is so often companies historically have appointed diversity personnel and they don't have any teeth. Mm. Um, through no fault of their own in many cases, though not in every case. <laughs> <laughs> but for an example, they do not report into the CEO or sit on a council mm -hmm. with the head of the business. They do not have enough power. They're not given. There's acquired power, right? Sure. And there's referred sure. power and so on. They're neither given the power nor do they have it, which you have, and yeah. whether you were given it or not, you have an acquired power because you know Macy so well, because you're proven, respected executive already in Macy's, who is then coming into this role, extremely powerful. So I have some more to say on that for us to discuss sure. about that from a different point of view a little later in our conversation, because okay. I'd like you to continue with the path uh, as to what your responsibilities are being because it sounds like you've just like come out of this gate like fast, yeah I mean I will force. tell you in 90 days really trying to figure out who we want to be when we grow up is mm -hmm. what how I approach the business so yes. today um, like I said we have these focus areas we have a cross-functional team on the diversity mm -hmm. inclusion business council and so we've been meeting often to say hey you know, to analyze where we are, right. what work have we been doing, um, but where do we really want to go and who do we want to be, right? Yes. So um, we've done a lot of great work, but we want to be best in class. Yeah. And so understanding what best in class means mm -hmm. is the kind of the research I've been doing and bumping that up against where mm -hmm. what we have been doing right and now. understanding what that gap is mm -hmm. and assessing whether or not what's feasible and yeah. where can we get to in the next three years? Because we are looking to move fast. Yes, clearly. What are a couple of things? It's early in your research, but mm -hmm. what are one, even one thing that you have found that either A is surprising mm -hmm. or that, you know what, we can, maybe it's not surprising, but you can really start to activate against this finding. Yeah. So I would say the biggest, I would say, opportunity for all companies. Mm -hmm. And I've done, I've been out here talking yes. to a lot of different companies. Mm -hmm. CEO Action is an organization that has been built. And a lot of CEOs have gone on and mm -hmm. signed a pledge right. to really diversify their workforce. I would say workforce and the colleague population mm -hmm. diversifying that is a number one, the opportunity right. and the challenge. Yes. Um, so really thinking about that very mm -hmm. differently and how can we affect change there um, mm -hmm. is really going to be, I think, a focus. It is the core of all the work, right? So right. if you have the right teams in place, your marketing will look different. Your yes. supplier base will look different. How do you get that ingrained into the population and how people think, I think, is mm -hmm. critically important. So yeah. how do we do that? We're so, hearing um, a lot of this kind of thing. So this conversation is also so timely um, as someone who is steeped in fashion too, meaning you being someone yes. who's steeped in fashion as well as retail, it's so timely because of the things that have been happening with the challenges of Gucci, Prada, H&M, mm -hmm. um, all these, they're competitors too, and some sure. of them are obviously partners, as we said at the top of the discussion. Um, and, you know, people outside are thinking, well, maybe if you had more people who are of color, who represent mm -hmm. um, different points of view, mm -hmm. these things wouldn't happen, or at least wouldn't happen as frequently. 
Uh, were you at that Gucci meeting that I understand was called with the Gucci CEO? I was to- not. Okay. So they could have used you. <laughs> That's for sure. <laughs> they could have used you. And so the partnership, you know, when you look, as you said, at other industries, this is across industries, mm-hmm. why does it seem to be problematic to hire a diverse workforce? I don't know if it's problematic to hire. Um, I know for us, we hire at a nice level. Mm -hmm. It really is about um, us just thinking about opportunities differently and giving everyone Mm -hmm. the right tools and opportunity. So access is really important. How you engage your colleagues and how they feel in your environment is really important. So creating a culture where folks can grow and thrive, really important. So we are taking a really deep look at that. And you'll see us announce some things um, this year to help us move the needle on that. Um, We think there's a tremendous opportunity. We have the talent. It's just how do you grow them? You also have the opportunity to have an incredible impact. 130,000 almost employees and 24 billion in sales. Yes. In the country, it's yeah. crazy. Yes, yeah, this is like a huge yeah. I'm excited about the opportunity impact. to impact the entire enterprise, and that yes. is really one of the reasons why I really signed up. I think in my previous role, yes, I had a different, I have a function, right, and I managed yes. that function, and I was able to impact a business. For me, mm-hmm. this is really about getting everyone in the organization in, involved in the work. Right, as I said to everyone in the company that I've met so far, diversity and inclusion is a team sport. We mm, all like that. have to win. We all can yes. win when everyone's engaged. Yes. So everyone from the frontline associate, right, and the colleague mm-hmm. in the store and how they right. treat our customer all the way up to our CEO. Yes. So when everyone is thinking and operating with diversity and inclusion in mind yes. and understanding that every customer and every interaction counts, we can win, right? Yeah, And wonderful. so that. That is my biggest, I would say, challenge and opportunity, and it yes. would excite me about the role. About doing this. So what is diversity and inclusion? What's the difference yes. and who's involved? So uh, I would say diversity is having a breadth of folks mm-hmm. there. I would say inclusion is having them in decision-making roles. So having an opportunity to contribute to the work that we do. I think a lot of companies would say that they're diverse. You and I are Mm -hmm. two black women, but we Mm -hmm. are still diverse. We're not the same. You bring a different set of ideas. ideas. Exactly. But are we both included in the conversation? Are we Mm -hmm. both actioned, right? And really driven to have a hand in decision making, I think is a whole nother conversation. So you've got to have both to make it really work. Yes. Right. And so... You know, we are both black, but diversity across the board, but also, of course, because we're talking specifically about Macy's, too, is going to include what groups? So is Latino, Mm -hmm. Asian and black, as well Mm -hmm. as LGBTQ Mm -hmm. um, veterans. Those are Mm -hmm. and women. So these are some of the groups that are really forefront at the forefront for us and top of mind. As we evolve and the whole spectrum of DNI involves, we will continue to evolve with that. Um, there is a whole idea about intersectionality that's becoming mm-hmm. a, a big conversation. So it's someone who's black mm-hmm. and Might be um, Latino, 
Well, or could be, you know, LGBTQ, LGBTQ right? or veteran. What does right. that mean for your business? So yes. as we all start to become more multidimensional as individuals, mm -hmm. um, that just adds on another layer right to the conversation. Right. So, you know, we'll be thinking about how we address that further down the line. Yes. Now, one of the things that you already did, which, mm -hmm. you know, again, we mentioned at the top of the show and is phenomenal and sort of just segues very smoothly <laughs> into your new appointment yes. is you are the creative force, the creator behind the workshop at Macy's is what it's called. And please tell our audiences a bit about that exciting program. Yeah. Now so, in its which year? So what we're in our ninth year. Ninth year. So really excited that next year will be 10 years. So that'll be oh, wow. great. Yes. But it really is. Um, I created uh, like nine years ago. And that's when I first started with multicultural and business development. Yes. Um, and it was really around trying to find businesses that were owned and operated by minorities and women so black latino and asian mm -hmm. <clears throat> so they weren't just coming through the door in droves oh no not necessarily i mean <laughs> we like, had some folks to, knocking on our right. door but very few but we you made a concerted effort mm -hmm. to go and find them we also figured after trying to find them that there was a gap there was an opportunity for training and mm -hmm. we as you one of the leaders in the retail space knew that we had a lot of expertise in-house and that we could help, you know, these companies build and give them tools to grow and sustain business in the industry. Mm -hmm. There's also a certain complexity to dealing with a big company like Absolutely. Macy's, right? Absolutely. So the workshop is broken into two different portions. Okay. So the, it's a four and a half day program. Mm -hmm. The first half is really focused on the retail industry. So Macy's executives mm -hmm. really teach and train how do you operate with a major, what does that look like? How do we look at the business? What are some of the financials around that? So there's a class on retail math and we have our learning and development team teach the companies as they would our executives about right. how to manage the business financially. Um, we've enlisted Facebook to talk about building your brand. So we've got some mm -hmm. wonderful partners with us. Fantastic. That has been a tremendous program. Mm -hmm. um, Lisa Price, the founder of Carol's Daughter, she teaches yes. a master class wow. and how to build your business from scratch and how to partner with someone like Macy's. Yes. So the first half of the oh, week is so really valuable. about how to strengthen your partnership and build okay. a business with a retailer. Okay. Right. The second half is really financial fitness. And um, we partner with Babson College, which is one of the oh, leading, leading entrepreneurship, entrepreneurship colleges. Yes. And it's all about financial fitness. Okay. So every company submits to us two years of financial history. We give that to Babson. Babson assesses the company, comes to class oh, and say, goodness. individually, here are, here's where you are versus others in mm -hmm. your sector. Right. And here are some opportunities to maybe reallocate your resources or how you might want to approach the business differently from a long-term strategic perspective. Mm -hmm. um, the, in the middle of the, of the week, we've built in a showcase. So we pop up in mm -hmm. Herald Square in the store and mm -hmm. do business with these companies for two in hours. In the store. In the store. So our customers sure, this is phenomenal. and our executives think you have a unique opportunity to experience the brand, to meet the owners, and to shop. So that has been phenomenal. So okay. we do a tremendous amount of business at night, double the mm -hmm. average of any pop-up shops that we do in the store. So really excited about that. Yeah. Why do you think that is? Why does the workshop <clears throat> 
pop up, do yeah. so much business. So each of the companies have really strong Followings. followers. Okay, so on they social each media, pulls in absolutely. So that okay. because a lot of them are really digitally native, meaning they mm -hmm. only sell yeah, online. Right. Yes. So the opportunity to engage personally yes. um, with the brand is exciting for any of their customers who've been following them or purchasing, but really want to meet them and experience, right. you know, firsthand. And so they four and a half friends. days. Four and a half days. Says. Okay. Now, how many? How many entrepreneurs? So you on take in average, we take in about ten okay. folks each class. I will tell you this year, mm -hmm. um, the response has been overwhelming. We yes. typically get about a thousand applications a year, and this year is closer to two thousand. Oh wow! So we're going to have sixteen folks in this year's class. So we're really excited. The caliber of the companies has leveled up tremendously. Right. And there were just some we couldn't say no to. Wow. So, so let's drill down because this is, in, first of all, it's just incredible you know, information. It's an incredible program. But we have listeners who are going to be extremely excited about <laughs> yeah. it and, and want to apply or find out how sure. can I get involved. So <laughs> let's break that down for them. So first of all, how do you learn about it you just go online and so to go to macy's workshop macy's inc.com forward slash workshop okay and we have a whole site or you can google the workshop at macy's it'll pop it'll up pop up but it really tells you everything you need to know about the program okay. what you could learn that week right um, you do an intake once a year we do intake once, once a, year. a year sounds like you might have to do it more often now I you've know. already doubled suddenly we'll doubled your applications what are you looking for? What's the criteria? Yeah. To so we're get looking picked? at really first and foremost, great product, okay. right? Something that we believe adds value to the marketplace. Okay. So we start there. We look right. for companies who've been in business for at least two years. Okay. And you is there a maximum? There's no max. Wow, no that's max. great. No max. Mm -hmm. And so we look for companies who really have an aptitude to learn. So what is it about, you know, your business that you're looking to strengthen? So Throughout the application, we understand mm -hmm. someone might need financial services help. They may need to understand how to build a relationship. Right. So we do look for folks who have, you know, a desire to learn. Yes. Um, but you have to be minority or women-owned, 51%. Okay. And U.S.-based. And also okay. either a veteran as well. So now we just or a added veteran. veterans oh, to the list. Just for this year? No, nope. added veterans. We just or? added it this year, but that yes. will be ongoing. Okay, ongoing. wonderful. So our application fifty-one percent. Just to be clear, yes, must fifty-one percent of the ownership must rest Correct. with a minority. That's right. Okay, okay. Yeah. Or so our application process okay. opens in October, and we mm -hmm. close out the end of January. We have an interview okay. process, and our class is conducted in April. So in New York, in New York, in Harold so Square. So you have to be able to be in New York. Is there an application fee? There is no fee. Okay. There's no fee for application. There's no fee for the program. It is all free. Okay. But you must, if you're coming from out of town, you provide your own room and board. Exactly. And travel. Exactly. Okay. Do, have you ever tried to put a value on, oof, a dollar <laughs> value on the program? We have not. I mean, there is a cost associated with it, but I will tell you. What you get in this class is invaluable. It's so cute, right? Yeah, it's I'm so not sure huge. I can put a price tag to have on Carol it. Price do a master class to have Babson College crunch your numbers, to have yes. Macy's executives in the room walk you through, here's how you can improve your business, here's how you do business with us. And, exactly. I mean, I can't even imagine. Yeah. So I'd also add that in this past June, yes. we added a 
on Macy's.com, we are now selling directly. So I have a team that purchases from some of our best and brightest graduates. So as of spring, probably two weeks, we'll have 12 vendors on the website who we are doing business with directly. Great. Are they identified as such or they're in the broader mix? Um, they're in the broader mix, mm-hmm. and but we ask everyone who who would like to participate. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you know there are companies that are in different stages in the program, so yes. some are really ready today, right. others are not. Yeah. Um, but we also learn through the program who's best suited for us and who isn't. So the program's open for anyone, right. no matter right. what your price point. Yes. Right? We really are about building a pipeline of viable resources for the industry. So right. we're not selfish enough, although I'd like to be some days <laughs> to say that you can only do business with Macy's. Right. There are no guarantees. Yes. It really is about the education and really right. finding innovation for the entire industry. Yes. So um, out of that, I would say there are some who we believe are really great and best mm-hmm. suited for us. And we have a, I'd say a mutual customer that we're trying to reach. Mm-hmm. So we really build them onto the website, but mm-hmm. that's been a tremendous, tremendous win for us as well. Yeah, it's it really sounds incredible. And for people who are listening to this podcast, you've given criteria, yes. but I'm sure they're thinking, oh my God, but how can I really make myself, who are you really looking for? Can you give me a few more tips? Yeah on what you're really looking for so I can make myself even more attractive amidst these 2,000 applicants. Absolutely. I would say think about the space you're in in the category and what sets you apart for anyone else that you sit next to. So are you bringing a different customer? Um, or what's your added value in your product? What's your differentiator in terms of what you offer? So if you're delivering cosmetics, right. is it that you have product for a different skin tone that hasn't been addressed, an undertone, what is your added value? Because, you know, it's a one in, one out, typically, right? Mm-hmm. We have to make space for new. So if you are new and different, what is that differentiator and why you versus someone else? I'd be thinking about that. Mm-hmm. Or um, are you just opening up a whole new category in space, right? Delivering on something that hasn't really been, I'd say, offered before that, you know, someone can't pass up think about your business from that perspective. Mm-hmm. You know, you mentioned foods yes. quite a bit, which you have been in charge of but prior to this. Is there, is that part of the workshop too? Absolutely. Oh. So in the past, we've had companies that have chocolates, very oh, unique chocolates. Okay. We have coffee. Um, so yeah, we, the program is open to all categories of product that we could sell in our stores. In your stores. So yeah, oh, wow. I mean, it, just every category. Um, who are a few of the most successful graduates from your program? Sure. So um, Verona, which is a mm-hmm. modest clothing line. Okay. Um, uh, that company was in the program uh, two years ago now when we did our first pop-up. Right. That's a growing area. And, and they did exceptionally well. Yeah. And they're modest clothing. So, right. you know, I would tell you there was some apprehension about the, the company just based on you know who they service and I would say um, yeah. during the pop-up there were many women who came to shop a broad array right. of women right. um, just think about that everyone from yeah. you know it's Muslim Muslim from Middle East to Muslims homegrown Correct. to women who yes that's a growing area but there were plenty impressed of women that Macy's was on it and impressed that it 
It happened through the workshop. Exactly. So they started online with us and have done tremendous business and will now um, go into our stores as well this wow. spring. So we're oh, really excited about that. But it is yes. about finding those little nuances and niches and opportunities that we're really after. Right. Um, we, when we started, looked to just, if we launch one company a year, we were doing great. Yes. And so far we've launched about over 15% of all the companies. So we've trained about over 110 Yes. And have launched 15% at Macy's. Wow. But again, they can do business with anyone. Of course. They may go on to be very successful, strengthened by the program in other arenas too, not only Macy's. Exactly. That's fantastic. Can you name one more? So you mentioned Verona. Yeah. So um, Urban Intimates is another company. And I will tell you, you know, they've been on an interesting journey. They started out doing intimate apparel for large size women. Yes. And they also have done skincare. So um, when they started with us, they were doing about $40,000 of business a year and grew to about $40 million. What? And did partnership with us, <laughs> but also Walmart doing a different kind of diffusion right. line and skincare. So talk about a company that has really yeah. evolved. Um, right. But that today they're primarily focused on skincare. So understanding okay. some of the shifts in their business, they've shifted. And yeah. that's part of the learning is really right. understanding where you're best suited, where your strengths are. So they're no longer in the intimate apparel business. They're in skincare business and they're doing business with us and our backstage off price, um, you know, kind of function of our company. Fantastic. Yes. Yeah. You just never know. You're right. You never know. It's about strengthening them. So journey of those companies. So going back to your, your journey, what really made you decide at the time that, a you know, Macy's workshop was necessary, helpful. So when I first took on the role doing multicultural initiatives, I interviewed a lot of companies that we were doing business with who were smaller scale, minority and women owned, just to get a sense of where they were and why, if they were growing, they were growing and those that weren't, and just to try yes. to understand some of the gaps. Okay. I also interviewed our merchants. So those that were buying from those companies to understand what the motivation was behind growing them or not, and really understood that then we had some learning gaps. We had some opportunities, A, for our merchants to understand better the products and some of the segments that these companies were getting at. But we also had an opportunity gap with the companies that we were doing business with. They didn't understand expectations. Some of them didn't understand how to how to analyze the business. So we said we really, you know, given the fact that a lot of these companies had great product, right. um, because we were doing business, just not in a bigger, big right. enough way to make it worthwhile for either one of us. Um, how could we educate and lead in right. the space? So that really was the right. impetus yes. behind creating the program. Okay. And also just trying to find newness and innovation. So that was my second. And looking for it. Yes, in places where people don't necessarily usually look correct when they're in big corporate positions. That's right. Um, so big corporate positions. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So um, as a woman, how has it been climbing the corporate ladder, getting to the C-suite in terms of, let's just start with some of the data in terms of who's to your left, who's to your right, women, other women mm-hmm. there. And as a black woman, there um is it really lonely at the top or is there so more i would tell you than we think you know it's been an interesting journey um i'm sure i you know 
listen, there's no secret for most of my journey. I have really, as a black woman, I've been the only one. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've been fortunate enough to have friends like yourself <laughs> Thank and you. many others, honestly, yes. and built relationships throughout the industry with many people to help me figure out how to navigate it um, strategically. And when I say that, I mean, you know, I've taken every role and every opportunity to think about where those jewels are and those nuggets and who to get them from, Mm, right? So your learnings and your relationships can be built with just about anyone. But we do know at the core, you know, there are some challenges when you're the only one. Right. But really understanding the landscape, right, and what that looks like. Helpful tool. It's helpful. I mean, you got to know what you're up against Mm -hmm. and then decide for yourself and at a given moment what you're going to do. And I think it can be very clear about that. So I've been very clear about being the only one, but very clear about what I want to get accomplished for myself. And with that, trying to figure out the right resources at the right junctures to get it done. Mm -hmm. I can't tell you I knew I was going to, but I was going to do everything I could and leverage everyone that I came in contact with to make it happen. It wasn't always easy. There's no question about that. Mm -hmm. Um, But really... You know, I would say I've come from entrepreneurial parents, so I understand. Oh, what did you learn from them? What's one of the most important things you learned that you utilize in your Well, you must persevere, and you have to understand that there are obstacles no matter what road Mm -hmm. you choose, and figure out how to to hurdle that Mm is just par for the course, right? So my challenges may be very different from my entrepreneurial parents, but... Challenges nonetheless will arise. Yes. Um, so, and how do you find allies and mm-hmm. support and information is just critical to your success. So being proactive about that. Right. But there's no question about it being difficult. Yes. Um, I like those two, you know, major tips that you have given so far and that you've used in your own path and repeating them in my own words is to really go out there and find those allies, draw upon and from network, your network of workers, colleagues, as well as a network of friends. Exactly. And two, being prepared to persevere. Correct. Absolutely. Um, What else would you say, women? Do women really need to lean in or are we already leaning in? (laughs) And I don't, I don't, (laughs) and I don't mean that as shade people. (laughs) I, I don't struggle know her, with the whole notion but, of leaning in. Mm-hmm. Um, and that just might mean something different for people than it does for me. Yes. Um, I'm not, I, I don't subscribe to that notion. I think mm-hmm. it is really about you understanding where you are, who you are, and some of your opportunities, right? Mm-hmm. And really self-assessment for me is really important. Mm, yes. And yeah. understanding that, then understanding how you might be able to fill some of those gaps and holes and those that you mm-hmm. can't owning that and just saying, Hey, I may not be the best at X yes. and I need to just figure out how to not, I just can't, I'm going to have to move on from that and maybe mm-hmm. figure out a different course. But I'd also say that, um, you know, my career has taken many different changes and roads. I've done a lot of different yes. things. And I, and I know we're speaking about Macy's too. You've been at other companies as well. I remember Lord and Taylor. Exactly. And other companies. So yeah, being, using open, other roads. Yeah. being open to new opportunities and challenges, I think is really key. Yeah. Um, I didn't know, honestly, I mean, when I started in the business, I want to be a buyer and that was really it for me. Right. It. So yeah. everything that has come subsequent to that, 
was just a new awakening for me. And I would tell you the roles I've had since being at Macy's were newly created. I didn't, I had to create the workshop you had at Macy's, to create, yes. right? I had to go and grow and establish the, the licensed businesses. So there were many, uh, I would say opportunities that were presented to me that I didn't know what they looked like mm-hmm. on the other side, but I chose to take a leap. And I think Austin, you have to do that. I mean, that is where the sweet sauce is. That's <laughs> where like the that. magic That's happens. Sweet, yes. And so I think if we all are more willing to do that, um, yeah. success is available to you. Do women take enough risks? I think from what you've seen. I think that, you know, in our careers. Yeah. I think okay. there is an opportunity mm-hmm. for us to do that. Yeah. Um, I don't think we get as many perhaps as others, but when they're posed, mm-hmm. we should just go for it. Right. Right. Okay. Uh, I think we, we think hard, long and hard about how we're going to impact everybody else. Right. We know we take care mm-hmm. of a lot of people and yes. how will this one feel and what will I do about that? You'd be surprised how things line up in the right way. Once you are mm-hmm. quite clear and decisive about what you're going to do. Um, and it's mm-hmm. not always comfortable. I would tell you not always comfortable, not always easy. Yeah. Right? Chief she diversity officer coming out of the business. I don't know if I was initially mm-hmm. comfortable, but I got to tell you, it's been an exciting 90 days. Yes. And the opportunity, like honestly, you just have to think about what the opportunity is available to you and what you could do with it that makes it all worthwhile. Yes. So mm-hmm. the idea that I could bring 130,000 associates to a different level in terms yes. of the work around diversity and inclusion, right? Yeah. It's exciting to me. Wonderful. And trying to get there. The journey is going to be really, really fun. Yes. Um, We've been talking, I know you speak from many perspectives, perspective as a a valued executive, as a seasoned executive, um, you know, as a woman, et cetera. You retailer, so many perspectives, (laughs) Um, home girl, (laughs) all of it. And you, you were just speaking from that perspective and you speak from the perspective just innately too. As a black woman. Yes. So I wanted to delve into that a little further, though, is just isolating that for a moment yeah. and talking a little bit about a black woman who has achieved um, high ranking in corporate. Is the corporate ladder more slippery for black women than it was, say, 10, 15 years ago? Is it actually more, can you actually, is the footing even surer mm-hmm. than it was? So I tell you, from my perspective, I feel really good about where I am at Macy's. My new CFO, our chief financial officer, is a black female. She just joined us in June. Wow. Um, so from where? She was at Harvard. Oh, okay. Yeah. And was in, you know, Fantastic. she was a CFO prior to. Um, so she's got a lot of business background, but I think having that education mm-hmm. is also really interesting. Yes. Um, so she brings a very different perspective and she's following a very tenured CFO that we have with the company for a number of years. Yes. So I would say for us, um, I'm excited about our CEO, Jeff Ganana, his approach yes. to women and to uh, diversity in general. So for me, I feel really good about where I am. But it's not lost on me that Mm -hmm. as a total, we have an opportunity. And, you know, in terms of the industry and women of color just in general. Um, But we've got to really, I think, stand tall 
and be very clear about what we are looking for and be prepared for the opportunity. Yes. So talk about you that know, being prepared. I always say, you know, you've just got to be um, on your A game all the time and understand what that means for you. Um, because some of those things just can't go unnoticed. Right. Right. And so um, I just feel like there is a tremendous opportunity to up for us to raise our game and be vocal about it. Mm -hmm. I just don't know if we share and tell folks what we're doing, how well we're doing mm -hmm. um, all the time. We are very, Enough, I would right. say, quiet and about our down. work and we do great things, but we don't share nor do we engage with each other in, in the way that we can. I think we right. should celebrate each other, but I think we should also kind of just tell mm -hmm. folks a little bit more about what we have going on day to day. Day to day. Um, Why do you think that is? Don't you? Because I, I wonder, agree with you totally. And I also wonder if part of that isn't the, as a sort of fear factor. You know, of well, if I speak, let me just keep my head down mm -hmm. and do my work. Mm -hmm. If I sort of raise my head or speak up or seen raising, you know, a toast, it will be seen. Yeah. Both for, you know, fear the black woman, but then even more broadly, women of all races of, and I shouldn't speak up. Well, I think women in general mm -hmm. just don't want to speak up. And, you know, I just had a conversation a couple of weeks ago with a Latino woman who was CEO and president in some major companies. And she said, well, I don't want to, you know, we're talking. She said, you know, Sean, I really don't want to talk about that in our conversation. I just was taught not to really kind of toot my own horn. And we're talking about someone who had reached really high levels yeah, in corporate like America. So I think there is something within us that says, mm -hmm. you know, we should just be quiet about it. Mm -hmm. um, I think there's a way to do it. Um, yes. I don't, I wouldn't consider myself the most, you know, boastful person in the world. <laughs> That's why I was smiling. <laughs> like, should we say present company included? <laughs> Listen, I'm clear about who I am, mm -hmm. but I also am very clear about who I have those conversations about and who mm -hmm. I inform. Right. Um, about the work that I do. Yes. And I As would you said, say, like how yeah, you know, yeah. you can be very skillful about it. Uh, and I say, tell the right people mm -hmm. at the right time. Right. And there's a way to do it. But I think you be prepared for all uh, and do your best every yeah. day. Like this woman, like I said, I was talking to the other day. She goes, I didn't set out to be president. I set out to be my best every day. And mm -hmm. I think if we That's all good. do that, That's um, good. the opportunity for someone to see you even in action, um, that's raised, right? The opportunity is raised. Right. And then you don't have to do as much talking. Right. Although you do. There's you do. You, you have to do, do some. But I it's think. It's finding, which I think is where, as you were talking about, you know, helping each other. I think that's part of where that comes in. Because sure. then you ask the question, but how do I find the balance? I'm not sure. Because we do hear a lot about men are much more talkative about their accomplishments yes. to their benefit. Yes. And we don't, you know, you hear that worst case scenario of I'm sitting at the meeting and that was my there and the guy says it's his. Absolutely. You know, so that's sort of the worst case scenario, but just not yeah. speaking but up. I, so how do you balance that? It's hard to tell. What I would also say is that diversity and inclusion is really also about the companies really taking a different stance on what leadership mm -hmm. looks like. And understanding that not all leadership is boisterous and loud and overly aggressive. Mm -hmm. 
and Very that, good. you know, some of the more quieter folks in the room have great ideas. So how do we help each other bring them, bring that to the table? So every, and I'm hoping through my work, I can help um, activate our leadership differently at all levels to say, yes. Hey, there's a person in the room that hasn't contributed or prior to the meeting. Hey, I'm going to call on you. Yes. So be prepared so that I can really engage everyone because yes. there's a reason why we hire people to be a part of our company. Yes. Um, we thought something, we saw something in them during that process, really activating them, getting engaged with that person and helping them feel comfortable and contributing, I think is also the right. role of the company. Once you invest in someone in terms of the hiring process, yes. we're in the game with them. So how do we get the exactly. best out of everyone? Right. And how do we help every leader do that? Mm -hmm. So that we have a fully engaged workforce. We're getting the best ideas out of everyone. I think mm -hmm. is what we really all want to, you know, we strive for. Right. Um, so that will change the dynamic as well. Yeah. But I think it's got to be both parties engaged in that process. Yes. The colleague as well as the, the people leader mm -hmm. and the, you know, management. Right. How, what kind happen. of benchmarks um, are you, you know, as Macy's? Um, I'm using them interchangeably in this sure. case. Are you going to put against the diversity efforts as the new chief diversity yeah. officer? So some of the things, um, and we're we're working to finalize a lot of this mm -hmm. right now. So, um, you know, what level of leadership should be diverse for us is a big question. We're going to put a benchmark mm -hmm. around that. Mm -hmm. What we hope, where we hope to be. We know where we are today. Right. We know we have opportunity. What is our, what should be our goal based on our history and a where numerical we're going. goal? A You're numerical goal, a numerical absolutely. Goal mm -hmm. um, today we spend, uh, we do a certain amount of business with minority, women-owned, LGBTQ companies. Mm -hmm. Where do we want to be? We're going to put a number against that as well. Mm. Uh, so for most of our focus areas, we will put a number on that. And marketing, mm -hmm. uh, our representation of different aspects in age and ethnicity, mm -hmm. uh, you know, um, size. We know what that number, we can tell you today what percent mm -hmm. of our marketing is reflective of that. What should it be? Oh, well, this really so has this the is potential to change the conversation. Absolutely. It really does. It has to be measurable. It's like anything it, else in the yes. business. We don't say, you know, we think we want to grow our sales, but we're not mm -hmm. sure. We're not going to tell you how much. Right. We don't do that. You don't do that. So, But when it comes to diversity, historically, correct. we have done that. Yes. And so, so, so yeah, that's really happens. my approach to this. I uh, haven't finalized all the details, but that is what mm -hmm. we're looking. Those are the kinds mm -hmm. of KPIs. We'll give you time. You just, Thank you, you so much. Started, right? We're trying to put in place. I know if we don't measure that's it, amazing. we will never get there. So... Uh, we do need to figure out how to really put some benchmarks and measurements in place that we mm -hmm. can all point to and look at every right. three, six months and down the line to say, hey, are we making progress and are we, we, are, we need to be? And then when you put the benchmarks, you're obviously making the company, Macy's the company, the brand accountable. Are managers, leaders going to be accountable? Is this yes. meeting or not meeting going to go into their docket of success or not successful so we we believe that it will i think this is my year of what they would call setup 
Right. This will take a huge setup. It was very ambitious. So you need to inform everyone about the journey we're about to go on and here are the tools and the ways you can support, get behind and engage. Mm -hmm. Um, What are your fears? There will be a point in time Mm -hmm. where folks are helping. I mean, in order to move on those goals and achieve them, folks have to be held accountable. How we do that, we will evolve to that. Yes. Setting the stage in 19, 2019 Mm -hmm. is really what we're going to do and helping everyone understand that we will have measurements in place. Yeah. For sure. Wow. That's really profound. Um, Okay. Switching gears a bit. Yes. Because this is really amazing. I think everyone should just absorb for a few seconds, you know, what was just said. I mean, really. Because the, A, it's a major company and, and the size and impact of Macy's can create ripples best-in-class decisions throughout industries and across business. So it's, it's really profound. So in the journey as your you know career doing these things, and even as you try to implement these things, you have to have a certain degree of confidence mm. to, or pretend you do, <laughs> I don't know which it is, or it's a con, depends on what day it is, yeah, right? Yeah. Um, what would you say are are the ways, the tools that you use to deal with a lack of confidence, to deal with um, those days when things aren't working out the way you Ooh. want them to? Yeah, you know, listen, Sometimes I it's think... weeks, not just days, right? You know, listen, I would say I'm naturally mm-hmm. very shy. So I think mm-hmm. every day for me is a mm-hmm. step up and a step right. out. Yes. But I think knowing that there is a bigger goal out there, I think at this stage in my career and my life, I right. think about more than just myself, right? I've got a bigger mm-hmm. mission ahead of me. So that gives me tremendous confidence. I know that I've done a lot. I've worked in stores. Um, you know, I've been a buyer. I understand how a buyer thinks. I've yes. run a lot of different businesses and have engaged with multiple people um, across the industry. So that gives me confidence. I think mm-hmm. getting the experience, getting your feet wet, getting yourself knocked around every now and then does help build your confidence. I think you've got to be in the game and right. understand it and engage in it and just get roughed up and mm-hmm. refined by it. In order to create that confidence. And I would you come also, out. You come out standing. You out come of this out. Being roughed up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And listen, I can't tell you I'm a DNI expert today, but mm-hmm. I'm working really hard to become one. So, yes. you know, engaging with the folks that I believe today after 90 mm-hmm. days really know a lot about it and mm-hmm. understanding with my experience, putting that up against what I may be learning from others to shape it in my own way. Right. Is really kind of what I'm doing. So that also helps build confidence. So leveraging my experiences, really thinking about what's happening in the space and where I want to take it based on who I am and what I've experienced, I think is kind of what led me to where I am. So that has also built confidence. But I would say, you know, having the partnership with my CEO, he's 100% Mm -hmm. on board. Mm -hmm. You know, having conversations with him about, hey, here's where I'm going. What do you think? And the opportunity to even engage in that conversation helps build my confidence. So I think you really have to really fully immerse yourself in in the world of and the work of whatever you're doing Mm -hmm. and asking people that you respect 
that you really believe are best in class themselves, their opinions mm-hmm. about your work um, and sharing, I think is really important mm-hmm. to help you build your confidence. Right. Again, you know, I think we like to operate on our own in a little bubble, head down yes. and serve it up. But asking for advice, support, input along the way can really help build your confidence. Yeah, that's great. When, um, someone's I was going to ask you about that you just said, which I was so glad that, that you said it. Oh, you said, I, I don't know every, I'm not a DNI expert, yes. but I'm working very hard to learn. Studies have shown over and over that women will not go forward and step up for an opportunity because they say, I'm not ready. Yes. I don't know this. I'm not ready. I've never done this before. Right. There are 10 um, items that I need to be proficient and genius in for this job, and mm-hmm. I only have six. And then they don't do it or they cripple themselves because they don't step yeah. into it with confidence yeah. and ask for help. I would say any opportunity is about learning as well, mm-hmm. right? And if you if you are asked to take on a role that you already know, then I'm not sure what that opportunity, if that mm-hmm. really is an opportunity. I think mm-hmm. we just got to rethink the word and what's ahead of us very differently. Mm-hmm. An opportunity means you learn, you grow, and you level up. If you were ever to step into something that you were doing prior does it deliver on that opportunity? Yes. I question that. Yeah. Right. So we And just, the flip side, which is a given, which I, I think I left it unstated, is men don't do that. Men do well, go don't. like, I'm ready. Yes, I'm ready to be promoted. I'm ready to yeah. take this next job. I'm, Again, I'd say, yeah. you know. But we do it. Know that mm-hmm. you can leverage your experience to help propel you into the next thing. And I said, you know, the jobs I've had over the last 10 years were newly created. And there mm-hmm. were no roadmaps. I had to build it. I didn't know what I was really going to fully, right. but I had confidence in my ability, given what I've done prior, that mm-hmm. I could figure it out. And I think there's something really magical in the moment when you take on something like that, that, um, as as I say, you get to put your brick in the building, right? You create, yes. you establish something that didn't exist before, and that confidence boost is incredible. Is incredible. I want to ask you from that wonderful boost you just gave us (laughs) just to talk about something a little granular um, in the weeds about opportunities at Macy's, particularly for people early in their careers or young people starting their careers. Um, There's been a, you know, there was a vaunted federated training program. Does that still exist? Yes. How do they apply? Where do they apply? And say a little bit about the digital opportunities, because a lot of you know, people of every age, but just speaking now too sure. about millennials and you know, future. So we what still do have a very strong executive development mm-hmm. training program. There's one for corporate. So if you want to go to marketing and be a buyer, there's one for that track, but there's also one for stores. So the opportunity mm-hmm. to come into the industry is still very high and our program is still very, very strong. Um, and it is quite diverse. So at mm-hmm. that level, our level of diversity is really, really, really Excellent. strong. So yeah. very proud of that. Um, from a digital perspective, our business online, be it Macy's.com, is growing tremendously. Uh, so becoming a much bigger portion of our business. So there's a lot to be done there. Um, so 
we also have other aspects of technology that's impacting our business. Mm-hmm. So we have a San Francisco team that manages right. .com. Yes. <clears throat> we have a tech office mm-hmm. in Atlanta. So we've got tremendous opportunities from a technology perspective to, in, to engage in the business. Um, but I will tell you, our stores and what we do in brick and mortar still critically important to our business. So yes. there are many different opportunities and avenues to get mm-hmm. to the customer and the customer to interface with the brand. Um, but those are really important. We just, as an example, launched artificial intelligence in our mm. home store. Oh. So you can now go on and look through goggles and place your furniture with the rug and see what your room is going to look like. Wonderful. That's new technology we yes. didn't have before. Yeah. And we're, um, one of the first in the industry to do that. So Excellent. in about a hundred stores, I think it is today, you can go yeah. in and write, you know, kind of yeah, furnish your room and say, Hey, it fits. I like the color. It looks right. great and complete a purchase. Um, so that's been really tremendous for, Fantastic. Um, for our business. Are you speaking of technology to what extent is Macy's, if at all yeah. getting into the um, subscription model of purchasing whether fashion or beauty and this online stylist model which are you know is so related to that yeah so we've looked at a lot of them and Mm -hmm. i was fortunate enough to be a part of some of that work but today we have a a beauty box which you can subscribe to today that's probably been our most successful we've looked at rentals we looked at so many different um opportunities but our beauty box which you can subscribe to today yeah it's probably been our most successful yes yeah yeah all right well, you know, you. I just want to end on the note of saying there's so much that we've unpacked here, and it's been incredible. Um, what keeps you going and excited? So, listen, I'm excited about, um, like I, I would go back to why I took the job as CDO. I'm excited to touch every single colleague across our enterprise and to impact how they see and each other and us mm-hmm. individually as colleagues, our customers, and our community. That is powerful. We can say that everyone matters, everyone yeah. counts, and that everyone is welcome in our stores. I mean, that to me is game changing. Yes, you are a game changer. I think what's so exciting is you are someone who has this wonderful vision along, as you have said, with your CEO. And at the same time, you've been living this anyway. So, you know, it's just evidence that we need to keep an eye on this space. <laughs> Thank you so much, Sean. It's Thank been you, great Constance. speaking with you. And you can download or subscribe to this episode and others of How to Slay on Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, and Spotify. So... Don't say I didn't tell you. Aloha, mamá. ¿Dónde andas? <ríe> Seguro de compras. Tengo mucho que contarte. Hawái es increíble. He estado de un lado a otro comunidad. Todos son súper talentosos. Ya reparamos otro helicóptero Blackhawk y oficialmente formamos nuestro equipo de fútbol. Para la próxima, te cuento cómo voy con el surf y me cuentas qué te pareció el podcast que te compartí. ¿Ok? Te quiero mucho. Be all you can be. 
visitando goarmy.com diagonal español. Boost Mobile tiene una gran oferta para que aproveches tu reembolso de impuestos al máximo y te mantengas conectado. Al cambiarte a Boost, recibe un 50% de descuento en tu primer mes de datos ilimitados. O, con un plan ilimitado de 40 dólares, llévate un Samsung Galaxy A15 5G por $39.99. Obtén los mejores teléfonos en las redes 5G más grandes del país. Con Boost Mobile, cambiarse es fácil. Solo visita BoostMobile.com. Boost Mobile, sin miedo al éxito. Para clientes nuevos y solamente en línea, requiere Arobay. 50% de descuento en el primer mes requiere un plan de 25 dólares al mes. Aplican otras restricciones. Visita Boost Mobile. Este abril te invitamos a nuestra feria virtual Univisión Contigo rumbo a la universidad. Conéctate virtualmente con representantes de colegios y universidades en la costa este. Desde Nueva York a Florida, aprende sobre ayuda financiera, becas y otros recursos para continuar tu educación. Regístrate para asistir y para la oportunidad de ganar una tableta. Te esperamos en Univisión Contigo rumbo a la universidad del 3 al 9 de abril. Regístrate ya en univision.com diagonal universidad. 